Kim Reynolds is our problem. What a week. My name is Matt Sinovic. I'm the Executive Director of Progress Iowa. And I'm Mikey Beckenholt, Communications Director of Progress Iowa. Welcome to What a Week with hot takes about the week's news and shout outs for people doing good in the world. Um, we're going to get started with headlines this past week, and we're going to dive right into this um, terrible, awful, no good governor. Um, governor Kim Reynolds, uh, within the last couple days, um, has said that the migrant surge at the border is just not our problem, not her problem, um, and is President Biden's problem. So he has to figure it out on his own. And this was in response to a request of some of the, some states to house uh, or to facilitate some of the um, children. And these are children that are coming to uh, flee really bad situations in their countries or and, and looking for a better life. And Governor Reynolds not only said no, um, she said, not my problem. And that's kind of indicative of, uh, I think, the, how the Republican Party operates now, um, at least the leaders of the Republican Party, maybe not the, you know, um, not, maybe not every voter or every person who supports them, um, but they just don't seem to care or have a heart. Um, and this is not... Um, this is not how we operate as Iowans, as Americans. I mean, we try to take care of fellow human beings. So I was pretty disgusted by this, although not entirely surprised. Um, Ivy, what, what did you think when you saw her statement? I mean, definitely think Iowa nice went out the window with this right. one. But I mean, like you said, this is kind of where the Republican Party is going. It's just such a shame because, you know, a few a while ago with uh, Republican Governor Robert Ray, I mean, he welcomed refugees and kind of made that a staple of Iowa. Right. The great thing about Iowa. And now it's just kind of totally flip-flopped. It's the opposite of Reynolds. Yeah. And um, I did look it up the other uh, after the, she made this statement. And we get about 20%, one out of every $5 in our budget um, from the federal government in some way. And... That's a lot of money, um, and that's money from. Uh, I'm gonna do a rip off of the West Wing here. That's money from Californians, Texans, um, you know, Nevadans, um, uh, uh, Minnesotans, whoever. And and if they all decided, well, sorry, Iowa, you're not our problem. Um, I don't know what we would do, and that would be a pretty crippling blow to our state. So, I hope that. Even if it's in her own selfish interest for the state, for our state, that the governor thinks twice about um, this policy and others like it, because we all we're all in this together, whether she wants to admit it or not. Exactly. Uh, more on horrible Reynolds news. So this week it was reported that she gave nearly hundred grand in bonuses to just two agency leaders, despite the fact that. They were already at their maximum state salaries. And one of these individuals is the coordinator for the no-bid contracts like Test Iowa and Workday, which is just very concerning because everyone knows that that kind of has a bad reputation right now in Iowa. And mm -hmm. so it's to reward someone to give out these no-bid contracts, I think is quite uh, telling of the uh, administration right now. 
Yeah, her priorities are just so far out of whack. It's not even close. Like, I mean, rewarding people that are that shouldn't be and then like throwing other people under the bus or preventing like or just I mean, making it harder to vote for everyday citizens. Um, it's just nutty that that this is how she's operating the budget and operating the state. No, I completely agree. I think it's just, I mean, even when you hear that giving about 50 grand to as a bonus to someone, mm-hmm. that's just insane to me. Speaking of the job done this year, which I mean, I would think a lot of people think it's pretty poor, so. Disappointing. Yeah. Um, and speaking of disappointing, um, there is, a, a, I mean, since since the governor and legislature put in this mandatory, um, where schools had to mandatorily re- offer in-person learning, there have been an uptick in cases. And, and since she repealed every um, basically safety measure of COVID, um, there's been an uptick in hospitalizations. There's been an uptick in cases. Continued continued growth in or, or continued uh, number of people dying because of the pandemic, and now we have an outbreak um, in the um, or what what I would call an outbreak. I don't know if it meets the official definition, but in in Iowa City, there's a school district with more than 850 uh, students quarantining. Um, 144 students and two staff members tested positive for COVID-19. That is terrifying to me um, that, that, is, that that is what's happening right now. Um, and it shows that we are just not at the end of this yet. And we need to get, need to get everybody vaccinated, but we also need to be careful. We also need to make sure that, that people are taking every precaution necessary. So, I, don't, I mean, have you seen anything like that? This is, this is the biggest number I've seen in a school um, as far as far as I know, um, had you, have you seen anything close to this? Ivy, you've tracked this. I mean, this, this is definitely the biggest one I've seen in Iowa, at least. So, I mean, it's just insane. And I think it's just very telling to see, you know, in January, Reynolds is saying, oh, it doesn't really spread in classrooms. Let's open up schools, forced it open. And now we have this large transmission. So, I mean, you can't tell me that it's not spreading in classrooms. It's clear with the evidence that it is. So, it's just very disappointing and shocking. Yeah. Next up, we talk about session. There's a lot of things going on as we close up the session, but first off, the anti-abortion amendment went through the Senate again as they added language to the bill, justifying it as a measure to protect mothers from abortion. This is just ridiculous to me, to protect mothers, like all these white men talking about protecting women. I just thought that was, you know, insane. Everybody's bullshit radar should have been going off then. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, I hope that it doesn't get through at all, but like what a bunch of malarkey, as President Mm -hmm. Biden would say. It's just terrible. I mean, it's it's, it's like it's like it's it's started off terrible, getting worse. It's probably going to get even worse. And uh, hopefully it doesn't hopefully doesn't make its way through. But wow, that is just awful. I mean, what are they really protecting? Because. (laughs) If abortion gets outlawed, it's clear that they're just going to have more pregnant women getting unsafe abortions mm-hmm. and possibly dying from that or just dying because they want an abortion for health reasons. So, I mean, it's just shocking, really, that they didn't even justify this somehow. No, they don't really care about keeping people healthy. They care about making a political point, um, and it's not even a popular one. People oppose this 
uh, amendment high 50 percent, uh, upper 50 percent uh, of, of Iowa voters uh, oppose this, according to the Des Moines Register's Iowa poll. So I don't know what they're, I mean, they're trying to appease their base and drive that turnout, I suppose, and they probably really believe this stuff too, which is even more terrifying. Um, and uh, um, the Iowa Senate also passed, uh, speaking of not caring about uh, um, uh, uh, people's, excuse me, not, not caring about people's health, um, the Senate passed a tax bill um, that, that would alter the way we fund uh, mental health care and it eliminates the backfill, um, which which would either trigger a property tax increase, um, is my understanding of it, or it would just, um, or it would just gut funding for, for, um, for healthcare. So this is a really problematic and goofy way to, uh, to run the budget, um, and goes back on a promise that they made to local governments basically. So, um, it's, it's, it's something that they that they try have tried to do in the past, but this is or they've done they've monkeyed around with before, but this is just um, uh, more awful political games from Republicans in the legislature that will have long lasting impact on people's lives. Exactly. I mean, the tax cuts obviously that's concerning, but even I think something that doesn't get um, talked about enough is the fact that now we're going to trust the state with our mental health system when it's clear that, you know, whenever they were in charge of other things, even the like children's mental health system, we haven't seen that yet. And they were kind of put in charge of doing that. So I think it's just, I think it's just really telling. I think uh, Senator Volcom talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well. It's just it's so disappointing to see that. So hopefully this uh, doesn't be a public law, but we'll see. Next up, we talk a little bit about the protests that happened this week um, at the Capitol. So basically, while Iowans were protesting legislation that would increase qualified immunity for police and give protesters more penalties, and one activist, it was an 18-year-old named Josie, she was arrested for assaulting a police officer. But when you look at the video of it, it doesn't really seem to be the case. Didn't see an assault there, so I just thought that was ridiculous and I mean, another thing, whenever they went through, it wasn't like some people are saying that it was this crazy protest or something, but really they went all through the regular steps. Everyone's allowed to be in the Capitol and they went through the metal detector. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, they, um, I saw this started to bubble up on Twitter about um, the fact that there was some sort of, actually I saw it from reporters who were covering the protest. This is how I first read about it. So from reporters mm-hmm. Who are tweeting about this, saying, "Oh, we're seeing misinformation about this. This was not a quote-unquote insurrection or any sort of uh, violent protest. That was all peaceful." And this is from Public Radio, Des Moines Register reporters um, tweeting about this. And I mean, and and so kudos to them for like quickly correct, at least online, quickly correcting this information. Um, uh, but uh, but they uh, they were as I like dug a tiny bit and I did not spend too much time looking for the crazy tinfoil hat right wing posts about this. But there were a few like super right blogs who took video 
basically of people who aren't white and position and made it look as though this was some sort of angry mob and 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 it was really shameful and then that kind of took off online a little bit and um and so there was that aspect of it as well but i think most of none of that was was covered by any actual press because they had a permit according to uh, reports that i saw um that a permit um and they were being uh peaceful and nonviolent about about it and protesting some really awful legislation too so um last but certainly not least um we want to recognize um an event that happened this week where AFSCME council 61 president danny homan and most of the democratic legislators stood together at the capitol on tuesday um calling for um, some really much needed changes to, um, to uh, Iowa corrections after the murder of two employees at Anamosa State Penitentiary a couple weeks ago. Um, we, uh, Progress Iowa, helped with that event, and we were honored to do so um, because what happened was an absolute tragedy, and it did not need to occur. Um, a few things on this. Um, I... I I've been thinking about how to say this, but the 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 attacks, the, the murders that happened, really do fall at the foot of the governor and the Republican legislature. Um, they have understaffed the Department of Corrections and um, and eliminated positions that, if there were more people, if there were if it was adequately staffed, this might not have happened. And they also, um, four years ago, took away the ability of correctional officers and and all public employees to and public employees to negotiate for their workplace safety um, on the job. And it's important for everyone to have that. It's important for everyone, no matter where you are, to be able to have a safe workplace. And we've seen that this past year in COVID too. But I think it's especially important for correctional officers to have that. And if the state was forced to sit down at, and negotiate with correctional officers and people who work at the state penitentiary, whether that, I mean, one was a nurse, you know, there, there are health, there are healthcare workers, there are custodial staff, there are correctional officers, there's so many people who work inside these facilities, then I don't know that this, I really don't know that this would have happened. Because if you're an employee who's able to advocate for yourself in that kind of bargaining agreement, you're going to ask for this. You're going to demand that your safety is protected, and their safety was not protected. So, I think the blame. I think these two people would have been alive if it weren't for what the governor and the legislature have done. And um, I am glad that we were able to stand shoulder to shoulder with um, with with Danny and with all these legislators. Uh, this week. So Ivy, I'm really sorry to just go on that long sort of um, rant there, but but I like it is something that has been weighing on me all week and, and knowing that we were going to discuss it on this episode. I just wanted to put that all out there because it is just an abomination what happened and, and it was predicted um, by Danny and many others. No, I completely agree. No one should have to go to work and, you know, fear for their life, especially. And not even just that, but if you don't have enough employees, 
then the people who are in these prisons, they're not going to have enough attention given to them. It might not be safe for them either. So, especially if you're going to overcrowd prisons, which shouldn't be done in the first place. But, right. you know, that's another issue. So, I mean, it's just really shameful that this even happens. During the legislative session, bills move quickly. And by the time you check your email, that advocacy alert may be too late. Now you can get text messages from Progress Iowa for the latest news and action alerts. Just text JOIN to 515-417-3320. We'll send petitions, phone numbers for key members of the legislature, and more to keep you informed. That's J-O-I-N to 515-417-3320 for text message updates from Progress Iowa. Next up, we have the hot takes where we go over the, our opinions of the hot topics of the week. First up is Taylor's album. It's her version of her Fearless album. So she's re-recording and she's putting in a few new songs that uh, she didn't put out previously. So that's very exciting. Have you heard about this, Matt? Um, I'll do the Lucille Bluth. What is that? Like, <laughs> I don't understand the question and I refuse to respond to it or something like that. So, um, no, I mean, I... Enjoy Taylor Swift's music, but I have not, I actually not heard of this, but I'm sure that I'll enjoy whatever she puts out. So, uh, lovely. Yeah. Good Democratic answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. She's great. She's talented. She's wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice that she's like taking back the power from Scooter Braun and like all these. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's cool. That's like good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good. Yes. And I, I don't mean to underplay that because I didn't even, I don't know the full extent of what the hell's going on with it. So, but like, yeah, that, that's awesome, actually. So, <clears throat> um, we didn't include this in the notes, but Prince is going to have a new album out, too. Yeah. You see that? What are your feelings about that? I'm kind of like, is it weird? I it is know. weird. It's totally weird. But, yeah. but, but it's, but it's like this, they own the, uh, I don't know if it's his estate or a foundation or I don't know what the entity is that owns this intellectual property. And so they're going to put it out. So, I mean, I guess they have the right to do it. It'll be cool to have new Prince music, um, sure. but um, but it's weird. Yeah. Looking forward to it either way, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, and last on Hot Takes, Major League Baseball moving their all-star game out of Atlanta in response to the um, Jim Crow, terrible, awful voter suppression law passed that there, um, moving it to Colorado. I love it, which, which I mean, I, I think it's great. What's your take? I mean, I thought it was so great to see, you know, kind of a business entity really take a step in the right direction, kind of go against this. Because we've seen it all over the country in, and in Iowa, voter suppression tactics. So to see someone finally stand up against it. I think it's really great because we're probably going to see this in Iowa too, businesses being upset about the work expression bills, anti-LGBTQ bills, all this stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Agreed. And I mean, like this is something I, I what I was thinking this week when I, when we saw that news is like, you saw all these sports leagues, including major league baseball last year, especially major league baseball, because they had their opening day late in the year. So it was after George Floyd was murdered. It was after like the um, many of the protests of 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 the summer last year, and and all the players were wearing Black Lives Matter shirts, and you had MLB, BLM all over the place, and and that was all wonderful to see. But 
you know, I'm not saying clearly I'm not, there's many, many things that MLB and every sports league and every business and every organization needs to do to keep improving. But this is a nice move to see that they did this after putting all that out there. It wasn't only lip service. It wasn't only PR, although I know that it was, you know, like that's all wrapped up together. But, um, but it was just nice to see this action taken um, after they, after they did uh, promote all that last year. Finally, we have our shout outs for this week where we lift up great work happening all over the state. Please send your recommendations to at Progress Iowa or at Potluck FM. This week we, we talked about um, uh, AFSCME Council 61 and the um, employees that, that were murdered at Anamosa State Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Um, so we want to give a shout out to um, to every correctional officer, everyone who works in these institutions, um, and uh, and to Danny Homan, AFSCME Council 61 president, uh, for his leadership and just for what has to have been a uh, hellish and uh, unimaginable last few weeks, seeing um, uh, people that you've worked with or people that you represent on the job um, uh, go through this. Um, uh, having to uh, deal with the murder of two two employees but also just the the aftershocks of that and so um and and to come through it and advocating for just such great policy changes and and uh, as he said on the other day hopefully trying to make some good change out of this although it's hard to see that in in, in such a dark dark moment um but, but a big, big shout out to AFSCME, to Danny, and to, to everyone uh, who works in the, who, every public employee, but everyone who works in these uh, uh, correctional institutions. Water Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are mixed and edited by Greg Halstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What A Week.